Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Pursuit of Purpose. I appreciate all of you joining us. I'm Robbie, and this is I'm Chuck Olaf. And today we have with us the uh, a very special guest. Uh, he is a, a local success story, and I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about himself. Hi, I'm Richard Green, a restaurant partner with Raising Canes on Dallin Road here in Beaumont. Um, happy to be here. Super happy to be here. Great. Great opportunity to talk to people and, and put some positive messages out there, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on with us. And just to kind of give everybody an idea and, and let you know, this show specializes in in showcasing stories of personal reinvention. And Richard is a walking embodiment of the principle of personal reinvention. So if you wouldn't mind, let's talk about your origin a little bit. Okay. Uh, where are you from? If you wouldn't mind, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Uh, well, I uh, was born in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, we actually moved back and forth a lot when I was a kid. The first grade, I actually finished in the same school, was fifth or sixth grade. So I would go to two to three different schools every year. Wow. We just moved mainly from Arkansas to Louisiana, um, back and forth. You know, my dad... Worked in a company, and he'd, 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 you know, get an opportunity transfer and that kind of thing. <clears throat> and I think that's how I kind of, because I used to have, like, sage fright. I used to, like, you know, not be kind of shy. And then once you move so many times, you go to so many different schools, um, you know, you're the new kid two, three times a year. You try to work your way through it. Um, it gets to the point where you're at the second school. You're like, man, I'm not even going to take time with anybody's name because I'm right. going in a couple of months. But it made it to where I kind of got used to introducing myself and meeting new people and back then i thought oh man this is a big curse you know mm-hmm. this is a problem this is this is sudden growth or whatever and actually it grew me to do this because if i hadn't had that challenge i would have never started you know just really talking relating to people because mm-hmm. you're forced to yeah like you can get away with doing something you're going to do it I mean, yeah you're forced into a situation so um that was pretty much my childhood we moved a lot um my brother and i were six years apart so we weren't close growing up. He actually would just tell on me all the time. And then <laughs> as we grew up, we're inseparable, man. Um, You're the older? Yeah, I'm the older. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and then that's another thing that, that kind of makes you better. Like if a lot of people think, oh, I'd like to all the attention of an only child. Totally disagree, man. I might have thought that then, but having had my brother in my life, it, it, it totally changes that. So a lot of times, I guess that's a big point of, of maybe my story is all the things you think that are setting you back or holding you back or a problem if you really look at it man it's making you better if you allow it to absolutely you can allow it to hold you back i guess your whole life if you want to right right and that's that's the thing is it's it's 100 your choice like you get to be the guy that decides that right and um that's what a lot of people i guess need to unlock and that's what i feel like i did and I, sometimes i feel like it took me longer to figure that out than i'd like but i mean right i mean that's it's always gonna be that way right if right. it happened the next day we'd be like that so, right right yeah that's we eventually ended up in Monroe, Louisiana, um, and we actually stayed there. After I finished a, a year in school, a whole year, I was like, all right, we might actually stay here. You know what I mean? So we started really getting to know people. I mean, I'd get to know people at the other schools I was at, but, yeah. you know, you'd kind of be apprehensive about how much do I want to, how close do I want to get to this person because they might be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really started to kind of make a friend base, uh, went to uh, high school there, uh, went to college there. Before I figured out that I didn't want to, you know, just be in Monroe that much longer, I I, I really enjoyed coming to Beaumont. I had, my mom's a twin, so her twin sister lived here and her kids, and we were all kind of raised like brothers because she had two kids, my mom had two kids, they're very close twins. 
So we all, you know, we're really close, and we'd come here in the summers to mm -hmm. hang out. Mm -hmm. And I really kind of like Beaumont. Like, we really didn't get to go a lot of places. So I eventually wanted to move out this way, so I transferred from, uh, it was NLU back then, they call it ULM now, so yeah. that, that now you know how old I am. <laughs> um, but then we went to, uh, went to Lamar yep. for a little bit, and uh, I just kind of fell in love with the area. You know, a lot of people uh, say this or that, about anywhere they're at, right? People could be in paradise, yes. and they're gonna find something wrong with paradise. Right. And uh, it's like, man, I always wanted to be here. I enjoy it, I like it, I like the people. I like the potential we have, yeah. you know, and um, stayed here. Except for when I when I left college to go to the military, and then whenever I came back, um, started kind of working in the restaurant business here. I'd been doing it before, and was like, yeah, this this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. What so, was discipline like in your home growing up? Um, it was it was it wasn't like crazy strict, and it wasn't like crazy lax. I mean, it was respect, you know. Um, I tried to keep it to where I didn't have to be disciplined too too much. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to be... It wasn't so much as what was going to happen to me if I did something wrong. It was the disappointment, I guess, that I thought my parents might have. I wanted to... I guess I'm a, a, a way of a people pleaser, but I wanted to be on the right side of things, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a good deal. And I would, I'd have friends, man, that would always want to be on the wrong side of it. And it's like, I, I can't live like that, man. I don't know how you guys right. do that kind right. of thing, you know? So it was not harsh, but it was present. Right. Speaking of the right things, so, uh, I mean, having that type of uh, movement, you know, in, in your early childhood. Yes. Even really up until college. I mean, you're yeah. still still in yeah. that, that uh, occasional transit. Uh, it sounds like your family had a system that kind of worked. You know, like we, because we, you kind of knew going to the new place, everybody kind of knew, well, to make it work here, yeah. now that we've moved again, this is the way that, so that, you know, I, I can go out to these vulnerable places because home is actually pretty set. Would you say y'all had a pretty good little working system at home? Or? Yeah, that's what I'd look forward to. Um, you know, it would be like, Am I going to meet a friend at school or is somebody going to try and, you know, people are going to try and mess with you and that kind of thing. And that, I would come home and it would be my safe space. Yeah. And I would spend some time to myself a lot. There's a lot of times that I would spend some alone time at home, mm -hmm. usually being creative. I like to do creative little things Yeah. and uh, just kind of have my little time away mm -hmm. to think about it and, and recoup. And um, that's where I kind of, I guess I kind of worry about a lot of the kids today is because since a lot of that where I want to go to escape is like on the internet and that's where people are messing with them and picking on them, you know, that, that kind of is like, man, they really need to have that space like I had too. And it's just going to be different for them because they're just not going to be as interested in the same kind of things that I was right. doing then. So I right. can't really say, oh, what you should do is, um, but find that thing that, that kind of you can get away, you can regroup. Yeah. I guess regroup is, is the best, best way for it. Yeah. So yeah, home was pretty sad. I mean, I didn't have the perfect childhood. Nobody does, right? Yeah, right. And if I sat there and focused on all the things that I thought didn't go right, you know, I'd just be holding myself back. Right. So it, it works, made me who I am and what I am. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm grateful for all of it, even whenever I made mistakes or didn't get the result I wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Absolutely. that's what you got to do. Yeah. So definitely learning from those mistakes, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. There's value in everything. And if you can... You can make a mistake, the best thing in the world, as long as you don't repeat it and you learn something from it. There you go. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Right. You know, uh, unanswered prayer, sometimes the greatest thing that ever happened to you. A lot of times I thought I wanted something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I find out later, I'm so glad I didn't get whatever that was, you know, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I would say, you know, home was pretty set. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it, was, it was about the right amount of discipline. There were 
things I guess that could have gone better and there are things that could have gone worse, but it, it, I'm grateful for all of it. So having moved around like that, uh, did you find that you, uh, um, we got involved with certain things, you know, I don't know what that could be. I mean, I know there were some working years as you got a little bit older, Yeah. were there certain activities you would gravitate toward in the schools or yeah. because you may, or maybe you thought I won't, I'm not going to be here long. Don't really join. Cause we're going to be moving. I don't know. What, what was that like? When I got to, I never was really into sports until we'd been in Monroe for a little while. And I'd say about junior high, I started really getting interested. I mean, all of it, football, basketball, baseball. And I'm still really interested and involved in sports. I watched pretty much all the professional sports because mm-hmm. it was, it was a way to relax and, and, and I guess get into things with your friends um, talk about the games, that kind of stuff, and then playing sports together. Um, and I got to where, uh, you know, I would, I would play school, but I'd also play in our church basketball league, and I really enjoyed that one because it felt a little more tight-knit, a little more yeah. like family type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. But I would do both, and I was into both. But I wanted to play any and every sport I could or watch any and every sport I could, and I still do that to this day. Yeah, I still collect a lot of sports stuff from back then when I watched it because it reminds me of certain times. Yeah, um, You'll see me wearing a lot of sports hats and sports shirts. Sure. Different teams, too, man. People will be like, I wore a... Uh, we went to the Renaissance Festival recently, my wife and I, and uh, I went as a Royal. I wore a Kansas City Royals jersey, you know, <laughs> thinking that'd be clever. Nobody got it, so, you know. But uh, we, went, we went somewhere for dinner later, and this guy was like, oh, you from Kansas City? Wait, nah, man. I was ironically It's like I just remember, like, because I remember when Bo Jackson, yes, yes. I was name dropping when you were talking about yes, George man. Brett, Brett Saberhagen, George yeah. Brett, yeah. all those guys, and yeah. I appreciated those teams. So I collect a lot of that, and there'll be teams I may not even be a total fan of. So I find myself explaining that a lot. They're like, you like the, you know. No, the, the Titans, like, the Titans have those throwback Oilers jerseys. Yes. You know? It's like, you like the Titans? No, this is actually the Oilers. That's you know? right. Right. So, That's right. right. Which they wore this weekend. They wore, man. It yeah. looked so good. It did oh, it my God. That's uh, nostalgic to that, see that. Yes. It was. That yes, was. man. Yeah. So I was big time into that. And then uh, cars. Always into cars. Always into trucks. Uh, my first car, my first vehicle, I bought a Ford Ranger. It was an 88 Ford Ranger. And I traded it for this 69 Mustang that needed some work. So I bought and built my first car. I mean, technically the truck was my first one, but it was it was a means to get to what I wanted. And I got that Mustang, and that's how I started working on them and learning. My dad had had them before. Okay. I'd seen him working on them. Kind of lit the fire, and I've been doing that ever since, too. So. And just to let you know, Chuck, and for our audience out there, uh, Richard kind of has a social media following about his cars. He is constantly making guys like me envious, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he'll get a new project and get it to where he's ready to present it and he'll post pictures and different yeah. things about it and yeah. and just make us drool all over our keyboards when we see it, you know. Uh, so he kind of has a, a reputation now that's, for that's awesome. for these yeah. amazing vehicles and projects that he okay. produces. I, I just can't get out of my system. I love Well, that explains yeah. some of the stories. You know, we always do a little show prep and yeah. uh, talk about even selling cars uh, internationally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A couple of my projects, man, people internationally were interested in them and... Uh, Bought them off my hands. I didn't want to. One of them I was trying to sell, but the, the truck uh, guy in Denmark found it um, and uh, messaged me, and I, I couldn't turn down the offer that he made. We still talk to this day. That's cool. So he's a super cool guy. He, yeah. I get to see the truck in Denmark, which is cool. Okay. You know, and you can tell it's got those long European plates on it now and stuff like that. So it's <laughs> it's really cool, man. You get to meet a lot of cool people like that. Right. Yeah. Not only like locally, like with shows or building them, but like the people you meet when you when you sell them. Yeah. 
because your wife says you don't have enough space and you need to <laughs> you need to sell it kind of thing. She, she owes me to a she protects me honestly because I just keep doing it. Man. Protects you from yourself. She protects me. It's necessary. Yeah. It's totally yeah. necessary. That's great. Like she's super supportive. Yeah. And then lets me know, hey man, you gotta you gotta <laughs> ease up on this. Like, I know you're right. I'm yeah. just kind of waiting for you to yeah. check me real quick, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I want to comment on something that you, like this overarching theme of you describing your childhood and moving mm -hmm. and this and that. It sounds like, and help me if I'm wrong, correct me, but it sounds like what you did and what you learned through your moves and transitions in mm -hmm. childhood was you learned how to find your center in yourself yeah. rather than relying on your outer world to make you feel like you belong. Yeah. You learned that you held the key to your center, your peace. Right. And, and I didn't realize I was doing it. Yeah. You know, I, mm -hmm. I would say within the last few years, I've realized that that's what was happening, mm -hmm. to be able to put those words to it. Right. I don't remember exactly when I figured it out, but I know I didn't know it then. It was just a kind of a slow evolution to get into that spot. Yeah. Well, in the process, yeah. we mm -hmm. oftentimes, I'd say most of the time, we don't know what we're learning in right. the process. Right. Right. Until it's reach some stage of completion. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's what's happened with you. So yeah. congratulations for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, man. It's one of the most uh, big, great things that can happen in your life. You know, it really is. And that you, you really, I mean, you did do something, but you didn't do something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you can't take all the credit because all the things kind of led you there, too. Right. But you're just so grateful that it happened. You don't care where it came from at yeah. that point. Yeah, know? absolutely. Just that it came there. And I think it's it's there for anybody to find anytime they want to. Um, it's it's right there, right there on the surface. I guess I like I like to think that uh, it's happening to people now that yeah. just may not be aware. Yeah, they don't know. And so uh, it sounds like you had a few moments where it, like the key unlocked the door, and you're like, okay, yeah. this is going to be up to me. Yep. And then and I'm about to make it happen. I'm about to make this happen. Yep. And then 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 you made it, made some personal history yeah you know, so. and all the people that put up with me being a knucklehead when I was figuring it out you know <laughs> grateful yeah. my family my wife uh, even my children right because <laughs> they say I saw this the other day it was pretty cool it said you know you're, you're you're growing up your parents are growing as you're growing like yeah. they're also in the process of learning and growing they're that's not a finished absolutely project absolutely right that's right you know and I think we look at it as like oh you know you're become a cognizant kid, a toddler, or whatever age you become that, and you're like, well, this is a finished product, and they know everything, and they've got everything, and that's not the case. No, mm. no. So whatever mistakes my parents made or I made, we all learn from it, right? That's right. we got to be grateful for it. And then, you know, just later talk about it, discuss it, you know, be cool mm. with it. Mm. And, um, you know, luckily my kids have been pretty easy on me on mine, I guess, because they really don't beat me up on it too much. Right. But, uh, I might beat myself up more than anybody. Well, that's uh, what I was going to say. And they, I've always been bad about that. Yeah. They probably are used to witnessing you, you know, beat yourself up enough yeah. that they know they don't have to. Yeah. 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 Man, I've always been the kind of person that I didn't need anybody to be hard on me. And it was actually a detriment if they were because I was always going to be so hard on myself that it was unnecessary and it was going to take give me a setback for that when I need to build myself back up. Yeah. Um, and I guess I didn't realize that to tell people that for a very long time, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you tell people that and they don't care. You know what I mean? They feel like that's, no, that's just how you get things done. Um, but when you find that person, that I find a person that's similar to me that I see they've got that, I find that it's best if I uh, let them do that work for themselves and I just be part of that, that building up process. 
You know, Absolutely. never bend or break your standard. Always have a high standard. Mm -hmm. But you don't, you get hard on standards, easy on people. That's something we've said in the restaurant business for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that, that, that you know which one of those to, to kind of focus towards. That's right. You know, and it really works out, man. You see people really just grow. And I'm, I like people like that. And I, I think it's not that they're better people, it's that I understand them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because nobody's better or worse. It's like, oh, I'm like that, I understand you kind of thing. Right. So I think a lot of times we think, oh, this is the kind of person we need. It's probably like somebody like, we just understand them. Right. You know? Right. I think might be. Well, it sounds as though even uh, as a business owner, yeah. and obviously we don't hire machines, we hire people. Right. That uh, it's made you a better uh, perceiver yeah. to, to see these things in people, yeah. which has probably uh, influenced a lot of how you respond to them yeah. when, when they're probably down on themselves. You know, right. and uh, that's quite the gift. And, and it yeah. takes some time to develop it to know when to step in, but when to does. allow the process to yeah. let them work it out. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. I got in this business um, honestly for the people. Well, it's not that I, I like food. I, I enjoy food. But honestly, man, I eat a lot of the same things all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I try, and especially as you get older, you try and uh, fit yourself in a, a nutrition program and, you know, all those kind of things. So I'm eating a lot of the same things. It's, it's, I, and I like food. I enjoy food. And I'm, but I'm not necessarily what you'd call the kind of person that got into it because of the passion for the food. I got it for the passion of the people. Now, obviously, you need to be selling a great product. That's mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. But what was always most important to me, the whole reason I got into it, stayed into it, was for people. Right. I enjoyed working with the people. Yeah. Like, I started out waiting tables. My first restaurant job, waiting tables. Man, I was in high school, bagging groceries, and uh, my buddy Brian um, worked there with me. We were friends in high school, friends at work. He got a job at the Olive Garden in Monroe, and uh, he was telling me about the money he was making waiting tables. And it sounded like, and it's cash on hand, and he's got this kind of money. And I'm like, what? So I go and I check it out, right? And uh, they started me out as a busser because I wasn't old enough to serve yet. I was, I was a year younger than he was. And um, when they made me a server, it was basically a sales job. Absolutely. I go in there, I upsell everything. They tip me a percentage if I did my job right, and I'm good to go. Yeah. So, man, that just lit a fire because I had formed those things in school, meeting yeah. new people, mm -hmm. talking to new people, and mm -hmm. figure something out, being the new kid all the time. And then when you go to high school, and man, I'm not saying it was harder in like the 90s for, for high school or anything like that. I just know what it was like back then. And like, if you had a certain demeanor, you weren't going to get messed with. You were going to be on the top of that food chain or where you wanted to be on that food chain. If you had confidence and you were just ready to meet people, and if you were positive, yeah. nobody ever wanted to mess with the positive guy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So you just go up, you meet people, you talk to people, you, you're selling. You're selling yourself to these people, right? So that's kind of how I went from being the new kid to having a life that I enjoyed at school. And then I went to waiting tables, and it's like, okay, I'm just basically selling myself. Yeah, I'm selling them the food, too. But they're already here. They already know what they're getting food-wise. Mm -hmm. At this point, it's about me and what I need to sell to myself. Mm. So I do it, and we'd hold contests and things like that. You know, because they trying to upsell a certain thing. Yeah. I would routinely win those things because it's like, I just wanted to do it. Yeah, I can sell that. Yeah, it'll make me some money. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. Wasn't for anything else. We never even gave anything that good if you want. It was just, <laughs> hey, man, I want to see if I can do that. Right? Just want to win the game. I just want to win the game. Yeah. It wasn't necessary to be the winner. I just was like, yeah, hey, I think I can do that. Heck yeah. yeah. Somebody else wins. Hey, congratulate them, man. But I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming the next time. Yeah, I love it. You know, it uh, sounds like a lot of that, though, was just you competing against you. Like, yes, thought, let's exactly. see if I can do this. That is, yeah. man, I didn't figure that out. I've been the happiest in my life. Whenever I've competed against another person, 
another person within my company, another restaurant, another restaurant company. It's always made me miserable. Mm. Whenever I've competed against myself, I just want to be better today, today than I was yesterday, tomorrow than I am today. That's right. Always happier, always more success. That's, it. that's something time. that, yeah, that's something that I work on uh, working with people in the coaching practice. I, I, I teach the principle that when you compete against someone else, you'll always lose. Yeah. When you compete with yourself, you always win. Yeah. Even if you didn't improve the score, you won because you learned how to do that. Yes, better. man. So yeah. you can't lose competing against yourself. Yeah. But you will always lose competing against someone else. That's crazy, man. Like, I thought I just stumbled on it myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we all have to stumble on with ourselves. But well, yeah. we, we, that's right. We, we uh, actually, in our counseling coaching business we do uh we bring a lot in i guess what would you call them i guess a lot of universal principles yes. they're already there that's right and that's really what happened it was already there you just opened up your mind at the right yeah. time of the right way and you tapped into it think about that man yeah. so we found it different ways yeah probably absolutely. thought we were the only oh, i figured this thing out dude <laughs> you know can't wait to tell other people and then yeah. you run across one or two they're like yeah me too you're like oh man right that's wild that is it's so crazy and you can see that all the time man right we did it several times when we were talking earlier that's right you know? yeah it's yeah. nuts well look at what it's done in your life yeah and look at where you where you were where you've been yeah and where you are now yep so coming back to where you are now yeah uh you mentioned that you're married Mm -hmm. Is your spouse involved in your business? Um, been listening to me talk about it later. I mean, we're both in the restaurant business. So we, we, and we, we met in the restaurant business. So we've got stories. We've got two different businesses we work with. But, uh, you know, a lot of the things kind of, you know, parallel. Intermingle. Intermingle. And, um, but no, she, she pretty much, she's there if I want to talk about something. Um, she knows just exactly when, where, she knows exactly how to support. I think she knows that better than I do. She actually knows what I need more than I do because I'm all over the place. I've got all these different things and these big ideas. And she really centers me, really grounds me. That's really good. It sounds like you've got a, a good relationship. Oh, man, yeah. So man. Anything gonna, I could ever want, man. I've been practicing this question, okay? So I'm going to ask <laughs> okay. you this the right way. Am I the way. first one? No. Oh, well, you're the first one to ask it this way. Okay. I've messed up on a lot of episodes, okay? Okay. okay. So... When did y'all get married? When did we get married? Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, 2008. 2008. Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. So she's had some time to train you. Is yes, that's, that's, good. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. So what is your favorite thing about being an owner? Man, um, I guess the opportunity to influence so many people, right? You get your customers, you get your crew, when you're doing your marketing, you know, when you're out there, uh, you know, marketing yourself, marketing your business. And then finally, and Keynes is so awesome with this in that we get to be in the community so much. Yeah. You know, when Todd started this company, um, you know, we're, we're, not a, we're not a publicly traded company. Todd Graves started and still owns Raising Keynes, mm -hmm. you know. He, uh, he owns the, the company. And he wants each of us that become restaurant partners, which is what I do now, to be in their community what he is when he did it in Baton Rouge. Mm. You know, be a part of that community, be one with that community, help out, motivate, inspire, just really be with it. You know, and I'm, I'm, that's, I get to work with a lot of schools. I get to work with a lot of, uh, you know, athletic groups, uh, nonprofits, other businesses, right? Mm. And you just get to really be a part of it. Like, I, it's not that I'm just, like, I, I want to make 
my building, my little piece of property that I've got on Dallin Road. I want to make that every day closer to exactly what we all want Beaumont to be. Absolutely. Right? That, that yeah. little, I get to control that little area. Hmm. And then if we do it right, everybody that comes through, we're kind of radiating that out. Reflecting mm-hmm. it. But yeah. then when I get to go out and be a part of the community and do these different things, I'm getting to bring some of that there and learn too, right? It's not like we're, I'm learning from these other people too, you know? Um, and I think we all get that, that positive mindset and we're all working together and there's just so many great people in this area mm-hmm. looking for the same thing. You know, I think that we're really, I think that, that, that Beaumont is really looking for a huge growth, a huge uptick. Because there's so many people out there that are just hungry for all these new and, and great things. And I meet them all the time. I meet them every single day, man. Right. You well, see the positivity. I guess when you come up with that saying, a lot of people don't want to show it at first until somebody else does it. Mm. It's like, yeah, cool. I feel the same way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, um, I, I feel like that's kind of what we do, man. And that's my favorite part about it is getting to be involved in so many different things. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you and for I, sharing. I just that. drive home. I drive home every day feeling great about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like even somebody cuts you off in traffic, you're like cool with it. You're like, hey, man, maybe he's got somewhere to be. You know? Well, you, you said <laughs> something there without saying it, and mm-hmm. I want to share that. You, you do what you do, and you, you didn't, you didn't once in any part of this conversation say you do what you do because of what you get. Yeah. You constantly focus on what you give. Yeah. And so what that right. represents is that you operate from an, a place of utter abundance. Yeah. And it's not respective of money. It's not respective of time. It's not respective of any material things. But that's what makes you so pleased and and content I think so. where you are is that you operate from this internal place yeah. of abundance mm-hmm. so you are constantly looking for a way to give yeah that stuff comes man and that that is yeah. what attributes <coughs> to the largest part of your success man every time i've ever focused on what i'm gonna get yeah it's just so slight so small and so disappointing yeah no matter what yeah. it was you knew what you were getting right that's right yeah and then you do these things, and then it just comes back so much more than what you ever thought, and you're just grateful, and then you go and you keep doing that. Mm-hmm. It's like every time I hold on too tight, every time I think about what I'm getting, I'm either d- miserable, depressed, not myself, you know, um, not as much success, not as much advancement. That's right. Mm-hmm. But when you give and you appreciate you know, recognition and appreciation is one of the biggest things we do at Kings. Hmm. It's one of the big concepts we, we deal with. And I constantly like to show anybody and everybody. And I, it's not naturally easy for me because I keep my, even though I'm grateful for everybody, I assume they already know a lot, way too much, way too much. Because I'm always got all these different ideas and I'm involved in all these different things. And sometimes I don't take the time. And that's there's something I've done really a lot lately is slow myself down to be like, hey man, you need to let this person know you appreciate them. You need to let this person know. You need to show them so that they can do that for the next person. So like all of my, all my managers, I want them to do that same thing, right? I want to do for them and then to want to do that, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, sometimes it's tough, man. Sometimes you let people know, hey, you, you tell somebody, give and you'll receive. Don't worry about it; and it'll come. And if it doesn't come, it's coming later. That's a hard thing. That faith is involved in that. Yes, mm-hmm. when faith is involved, right. things get right. tough. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, uh, a couple of things on that, if I may. So, what? And I, 
in our trainings, I try to remind folks when you give, yeah. you're really you are emptying your space, yourself a bit. So yeah. that's the only way you can be refilled. There is no other way. Yeah. You can't you can't hold that penny tight. Yeah. and expect it to be compounded. That's not how it works. Right. you got to release it. Right. And, uh, and I also like the concept that you do with your, your team, This yeah. uh, that, that like begets like, you know, yeah. oak, oak trees grow oak trees, if yeah. you will. And so as you encourage them, you know they're going to turn right around and probably do that yeah. to somebody else. It's a natural thing. I bet that's fun to watch. It really is, man. Yeah. When, it, when it clicks, and I know sometimes they're not even realizing it's happening. I know they were like me whenever I was younger and not seeing where this is coming from. And you just you just smile a little bit on the inside, yeah, you know. Absolutely. You're like, man, I, it's working for them, you know. And I just want to be there whenever they do have a setback to be like, hey, no, you're on the right path, bro. Yeah, just keep going. Don't quit. Yes. Don't quit. And it doesn't matter who you are. The guy we hired yesterday. If you've been with us for years, if you're a manager in our company, we do a lot of internal promotion because people just fall in love with the concept. Um, and that, like I did, man, I did restaurants all different places. Mm-hmm. I eventually found Cane Canes is what I was looking for the entire time. It was basically the principles that I had come to figure out I was really wanting, and I found that place. And I honestly thought it wasn't legit at first. Because, like, you know, you could take a lot of jobs, and they tell you a lot of things up front. And you're like, yeah, we'll wait until this drops. It sounded too good to be true. Too good to be true. Yeah. It had so many times before. Mm. Sometimes it hadn't. Sometimes it had, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I do this, and... Um, I kept waiting, and it really was legit. Like, it was exactly what they said. Um, I actually had to bet on myself. I actually had to take a step down to get the position I have in Kings because you become a managing partner. You earn your way. You don't buy your way in. You become a managing partner by earning with sustained uh, excellence, and you get that sustained excellence by growing people, and that's the only way anybody ever gets it um, that I've ever seen. Like, I, I think that's the only way you can, or to be happy doing it. You know, and um, so I'm I, proving I that, that you're a giver. Yeah, I'm proving it honestly, and they don't tell you that. I just figured that on my on my own, yeah. you know. And we take care of people at Kings like I've never seen. I mean, it honestly, I don't buy it. I know I'm wearing the logo right here, mm-hmm. but um, it you buy by, by by caring about people. I've never seen a company that legitimately said it and then actually did it, mm-hmm. and I've never heard any back channels of somebody saying otherwise or. Wow. You know, any of that kind of stuff. It's always all about the people. And that's when I knew, because that's what I got into it for. I was like, yeah, this is it. I took, I took a risk, and I could not be happier. And it's honestly a good thing, right? Because if they'd have brought me in, even if they could, even if they say, hey, we'll make you a partner today, it's there for a reason that you need to earn that, because the pitfalls you get on your way to that mm. are what makes you what you are. Mm, makes you, know, you solid. Maybe I could have been immediately, right? Because I've done a lot of things. I've been a lot of places. I've, I've done some stuff. But I'm grateful for the fact that I had to take that and then and then earn my way and then uh, build my restaurant up, build my team, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that, that credit doesn't all go on me. I mean, these people came in and they did their part. See, I'm only as good as the people that I got, honestly. You know, if you don't, if you don't put that time in and you don't get people that – really buy in and want to do it, you're not going to go anywhere. You can't do everything on your own. That's right. Like, honestly, I'm not, these kids are all better than me at all the positions. You know what I mean? Like, I I made no bones about that. I'm no good at drive-thru because I'm going to talk too much, straight up. There's going to be people honking in line because I'm talking to you about your car or your shoes or whatever, man. So, uh, God, for, God forbid somebody comes to the drive-thru in a classic car. Yeah, right, it's right, over, right, yeah, it's right, over. Yeah. I'm pull over to the side, sir. Yeah, we're going to hold business for a little bit. Because I get fired up, I get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. We all realize our strengths. Sure. 
we played to them. Yeah. Uh, we, we recognize that with ourselves, man. And uh, mm. I firmly believe there's no better place to work in the restaurant business than where I'm at. Man, I couldn't be more grateful for it. The way not the for you, started. anyway. Yeah. Not for me, man. Yeah, yeah, not for me. Yeah. And, and I can only speak for myself, right? You know? Right. Um, but that's, that. you know, Todd had a dream, and he went out and he, he, he did it. And it sounds to me like these principles we're talking about is probably how he did it, and then that's how I'm doing mm-hmm. my little piece of it. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, it, and it's it, and it's the never-ending uh, course of, of development, and since yeah. and so yeah, like I say, you came into it at a you know at a, a later age, and I presume you yeah. were over forty, yeah, and so and then yet another opportunity to learn and grow, yep, and so and, and once that's in us, all we all we do is give it away. The way we ask questions if sure. people talk to them, sure. I'll say this about canes: I've eaten at several canes uh, uh, here in Louisiana, yeah. and and every location I've been to yeah they all have uh that community thing there's helmets from the schools yes. and there's jerseys yes. and i've been to the one right across the street from mcneese same thing there's oh, yeah. loaded with a bunch of mcneese memorabilia oh, yeah, yeah. and some louisiana Absolutely. stuff and uh it was a cool thing i was like that's pretty neat because some of it i knew yep. having grown up in lake charles and so yep. yeah credit to those guys man that that's definitely community oriented yeah you man. don't get that in a lot of other uh type restaurants no you know? no I, that's what i like about it is that you've got this yeah everybody knows the name everybody's seen it you know we're, we're going to more and more states but then each individual canes is its own story yeah mm-hmm. its own community mm-hmm. its own uh, if it's a if it's a restaurant partner managing it or even a general manager its own leader mm-hmm. that's its own part of its its community mm-hmm. and uh it's cool like you go to the, the one on college street i went she the, she uh margaret stanford is the uh, the general manager over there she does a great job, and we had our five-year anniversary. That restaurant's been there five years. My 10 years coming up, and I went to go help her celebrate that, and I'm looking at the different helmets that she's got than what I've got, and uh, that Kelly helmet was really cool. It says dogs on the yeah. side. I was like, dude, that's super cool, you know? Yeah. I've still got the old school one in mind. I was like, man, that new helmet is nice. I had to go talk to Coach or something. Got a little helmet envy. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, we've got, like, the old uh, Ozan and Central stuff up in my restaurant. Yeah, It was there when we started. Yes. As well as BU. So, right, right. Kind of like to keep connected to the past. Right. Because there's going to be people, not too far from now, that's going to walk in and be like, what's Central? Right. You know oh, what I mean? my gosh, yeah. And then I get to tell the story. So, yeah. 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 Well, I've got a question for you. It's just three words. Yeah. And I already think I know what you're going to say. Okay. But are you successful? Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. I'm happy, and uh, I'm doing exactly what I want to do, exactly where I want to do it. You know, like, I think, I say this to people all the time, you find what you're looking for. If you're looking for a bad day, you're going to find it. Absolutely. If you look to be this, you're going to be it. If you, and I'm really doing, and some people might think it's crazy, be like, man, you don't want to be an astronaut, or you don't want to, definitely don't want to be president. That's That seems like a lot of work. Um, it's pretty unappreciated. Um, I mean, there's, I've got ideas every once in a while. I'd like to, you know, put a bug in somebody's ear every once in a while. But yeah. now, nah, man, I mean, you, you think about the cool stuff. Oh, would I like to be a professional athlete? Would I like to be this? Would I like to be that? But now that I've lived this life, I like doing what I'm doing. I feel fulfilled every single day. You know that you're starting to get it when you go on PTO. And at the end of that vacation time, you're kind of missing everybody. And you're ready to get back. And you come back to work fired up. When you yeah. go back that first day and it's like, I mean, you will have some stuff built up, but it's like, okay, yeah, you know, we're back in that groove. Yeah. It's like, I can't picture myself retiring, right? Right. Like, I know at some point maybe I'll have to, but I was at the gym uh, just the other day, and uh, a buddy of mine said, hey, guess how old this guy is? And this guy, um, he looked like he was in his mid-60s fit guy, you know? Like, yeah. you know, he's a mid-60s guy that takes care of himself. 
And I was like, I don't know, man, like uh, late 60s, something like that. And uh, this guy was 90 years old, man. Holy moly. He was about to be 91 in February. What? And I was like, dude, you were born in 32. He's like, well, I was actually born in 33. And uh, he's still working out in the gym. Wow. And, uh, I mean, you could tell he was he was an older guy, but he's still moving around. He's still doing that. And it's like, oh, if that's the case, I can do that. You know what I mean? And he was like, I was in my greatest shape when I was in my 60s. And uh, he said, I, I injured myself in my 80s where I can't lift heavy anymore. Mm. And I was like, this dude was still doing it. That's wow. impressive. You know? Wow. And, uh, he was not much taller than me. And he's, he's like weighing like 190, 205 in his 60s. You know what I mean? Stacked up. Stacked man. up. So it's like, man, that's, you know. I, impressive. It's impressive. Like, if yes. somebody can do that physically, why can't you do it mentally, emotionally? Yeah. You know, all those things. Well, it and takes I, those things, it seems. Yeah, I mean, you, and you, he just kept his mind on it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. So I was like, well, now I'm not going to stop. i got to at least be 92. <laughs> this dude's 91. Let's do this. Right. So, That's right. Um, whatever days you're given, man, just do everything you can. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, any uh, any response or thoughts on just, now we've talked about success, mm-hmm. on the concepts of failure? Is is uh, is is there is there a presence for failure in the success process? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's probably key. I mean, if all you ever did succeed, I like teams like everybody wants to find that fighter that's undefeated or that team that has an undefeated season. But I think they're not as good as they could have been if they hadn't lost. Like I think you take that loss and you go back and you rebuild yourself. You become something greater than you would have been. Nice. You know, uh, the Patriots had that undefeated season. They get beat in the Super Bowl. And I certainly didn't see the Giants beating them, right? Mm. And I feel like had they lost earlier that year, that would have never happened. Right. But I feel like they came back later, and then Tom Brady went on to win championships he maybe shouldn't have. Mm. Probably because of that. Probably because he's because like, of that I, big loss. I had everything. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. had that, right? And now the dude is like the guy. You yeah. know mm-hmm. I mean? It's, it's going to mm-hmm. be tough. I'm mm-hmm. sure somebody uh, later on is going to do something because, you know, there's a lot of years. Well, we're lucky. That, um, that somebody could do that, but... It's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of work, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot of learning. I think it's necessary. I think right. you have to learn, and I think you have to find everything valuable in that failure and then throw everything that puts you down out of it. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. Throw that away. Mm-hmm. That's got to go. You weren't good enough that day, yes. Mm-hmm. What did you learn to be this? Keep that part, mm-hmm. throw everything else away. Well, with failure and fear being cousins, yeah, put fear into some of that, some some of that response too. Because I mean, people are going to have fears, right? So the best way to respond to those, faith. Nice. That's it. The only way you fight fears with faith. That's it. That's 100%. beautiful. Yep. That is beautiful. I mean, whatever you need to put your faith in, I've got. Mm-hmm. I know what I put my faith in. Um, it's not just faith in yourself, man. Um, me personally, you know, faith in God and faith in faith in myself and faith Absolutely. that things are going to work out. But don't tell anybody else they have to. That's not that's not what you got to do. I mean, you got to figure that out for yourself. But faith, faith is how you beat fear. Whatever it is that you need to you need to put faith in, you you do that. That's the only way. That's it. That's the only way. Well, that 100%. is that that's a in my opinion that's a mm-hmm. perfect response. Yeah. I, I think you did well with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's your biggest competitor? I already know what you're going to say because we've gotten to talk to about this a lot, but who's your biggest competitor? Ah, uh, man, I say myself. I say That's myself. exactly the words I expected to hear. Yep. Yeah, 100%. I, that's the main person I go against every single day. I want to be better. I want my team to be better. I want personally to be better. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better uh, guy driving on the highway, you know, whatever, right. whatever mm-hmm. I need to be. But yeah, yeah, 100%. I think if you race yourself 
I think if you go against yourself, you will always win, and um, you'll grow. You'll learn something. I think if you're looking at somebody else, if you're externally motivated, then you're going to fall short, man, because there's nothing really in this world that's perfect. So if you need that, you're going to find you're going to be looking for this imperfect thing. But I think that uh, growth is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's perfect. Do you have a system in place to find some of those things, kind of on the daily or on a regular basis, to kind of assess yourself? And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's different you know metrics in your business that you'll look at. A lot of people focus on just sales. I think that that's 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 pretty dangerous, right? Because that's what am I getting kind of thing. That's uh, and there's different things that factor into that. I think that uh, you know retention is a big one. Like, are you are you are you keeping people? Are you keeping people? Are they really wanting to stay with you? Mm-hmm. I, the only way I want to lose anybody is, hey, uh, sorry, Richard, I just graduated with my master's and now I'm going to be a, you know successful. Um, whatever mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's mm-hmm. the only way we want to lose people. they're going to go manage their own case they're going to manage their own case they follow their own dream whatever that yeah. is man. Yeah. and I like to think that what we're doing is whether they're going to do anything that has anything to do with restaurants chicken or anything else mm-hmm. I'm helping you become that better positive version of yourself living by faith making it happen following those dreams and if anything you learn, like I did in the restaurant business and bagging groceries and being the new kid all the time, how to relate to people. Exactly. And I think so many people nowadays don't really, I mean, there's a lot of ways to have interactions that are disjointed. Even FaceTime is kind of impersonal. Mm-hmm. I've seen people chat it up on FaceTime and then they get in front of each other and they're like looking at the floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, because there's still that wall. Yeah. And, and I think that's something valuable that everybody in our business is learning is that they're learning how to relate with people. Sometimes you get people on their best day, sometimes you get people on their worst day. Right. Mm-hmm. And you got to treat them all the same, right? If somebody comes to you with a negative energy, do your best to help them turn that around. Do your absolute best. Don't match that with negativity because mm-hmm. that's going to hurt them and you. You so know love I mean? yourself and love others. Yeah, man. You got yeah. to. Yeah. Dude, maybe somebody doesn't have your best interest at heart, but you don't know if they're going through that day. Man, that might be not on purpose. That might not be intentional. Even if it is, what are you gaining by following that path? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're, you're getting nothing out of it. You got to think about what am I really getting with this interaction? Am I just making myself feel better out of some primal urge to match energy or... Mm-hmm. Ego. Ego will, get, ego will get in your head and tell you all kind of stupid stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy's working against you all the time. So right. Don't, right. don't let that be the case. Right. Right. So what would you say you want your legacy to be? Oh, man. I know I, you've got kids and yeah. then you've got the restaurant and this, that, and the other. What do you want to leave behind in this world? I mean, I feel like people that come after or knew me or view me or anything like that, I think they get to decide it, but if it's me, if it's up to me, um, that I just embraced every day um, like it was my last day, and I was going to live the absolute heck out of it, and I was going to leave the most positivity and the best energy I could. If it, I think that's that, that would be what I'd want, more than anything, more than, hey, this guy got rich or this guy had some cool classic cars or any of that kind of stuff that's just stuff absolutely that's just stuff i do at the end of the day mm-hmm. um you know uh who you are when you interact with people is that's that's actually who you are that's your legacy mm-hmm. right there's successful people out there that have all the stuff that have terrible interactions with people every single day that's who they are mm-hmm. yeah he had a lot of money yeah he got successful yeah he did this he did that and um that's why i see when i see people with success like in 
sports or in TV or movies or any of that kind of stuff, and they kind of squander it by doing all these things and being kind of not their best person to people. I, I kind of I honestly feel sorry for them. Yeah, they've got all these things, but man, you're you're not you're not really enjoying your life because you're not allowing yourself to, you know. And I honestly think that's a sad story. You know, I think it's hard to feel bad for somebody that has a lot of material things, mm-hmm. but it's possible. It's totally possible, man. What we're doing outside of that is really where the rubber meets the road, man. Right. And uh, I think that's why we all don't get rich. We all don't get famous is because that's not actually the most important thing. You know? Exactly. It's not actually it. There's so many people out there finding that joy every day in their life doing whatever. And I think that's how it's supposed to work because there's always somebody that needs to be doing something, you know. If we all did did the glamorous jobs, who's going to do the things that keep everything going, man? Mm-hmm. Who's going to drive the trucks to uh, to get us on the road? Who's going to work the restaurants to, so that you can go and enjoy them and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. So I think as long as you're living your life with joy um, and passion that you'll leave a good legacy behind, man. I agree with you 100%. I think that that's that's a beautiful yeah. a beautiful hope for your legacy. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a gentleman on here a couple of days ago who had a similar take on life and view yeah. on things. And he he attained great success through his journey. Mm-hmm. But through that journey, he, he had to do things that would be considered not the most glamorous yeah. of jobs. But he did each of those things with everything in him. Yeah, nice. As though it was the most important thing in his life to do at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if it meant cleaning a toilet, that's what he was going to do. Right. If it meant vacuuming a floor, that's what he was going to do. Right. And you could see the sparkle in his eyes, that's just awesome. like in yours when you were yeah. talking about your story. Yeah. It didn't matter what the task was. It yeah. mattered that he was putting his all into his pursuit. Yeah. And that's what you described. Yeah, man, I, I agree. And I wish I'd always been like that. Like, I know there's people that early on in my career, um, waiting tables, bagging groceries, any of those things I did up to this point, because you're always a work in progress, you know, that you weren't always that version of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And then you right. get back, and you don't see these people years later, and you're mm-hmm. like, man, I hate the fact that all they knew me was was this person. Right. But all you can really do is grow. That, that's right? right well you used the word earlier and it was just you were it was in uh, some of your descriptions uh, but I heard it and I, and I'm glad you use it and that's the word become yeah. and so all along the way all of these components were were uh, influencing me to become yeah. and and eventually as Rob's question was to become that legacy yeah. like that th- I, that was a man that learned to enjoy life every day yeah. and uh, and obviously we have an audience of folks that just heard you inspire yeah. that man yeah, I appreciate that yeah I hope everybody finds that I really do it's just the it's the greatest thing you know to appreciate what you've got mm. you know no matter what that is appreciate what you the people in your life uh the job you do the people you work with because mm-hmm. it's necessary to sustain a lifestyle to to work to go out there and earn your keep to do things yeah. why not enjoy that oh yeah, yeah. you know work doesn't necessarily people say i gotta go to work and they use that word mm-hmm. and people here work like oh you know um doesn't necessarily have to be that and it's your mindset. It's well, you just said you, you, they say they got to go to work. But when you talk, you say you get to go to work. Get to go to work. Yeah, get to go to work, get to do all these things. Yeah, it's, it's a big difference in get to yeah. and got to. And in yeah. a given day, I get yeah. to go to the restaurant. I get to deal with all of my crew and all of my customers. And then mm-hmm. after that, I'll get to go out into the community. And then you put this day in, and you've gotten to talk to all the people you wanted to and do all the things you want to do. And 
spread this message, and then you drive home and you think about how you can do it even better the next day. Maybe I made a mistake here or, or, or something there, and it's like, okay, what can I do better tomorrow? And then you just come back and you do that. I've done some training with kids through the years, and uh, we've all kind of done that. And uh, that got, got, get, yeah. uh, compare, compare and contrast comes up. And I said, you know, uh, basically, uh, uh, got, in a sense, uh, requires, but get <laughs> rewards. Yeah. And we, a kid came I up like with that, that in a class. And, yeah, he picked I up like on it. I'm that, like, man. nice. I said, so what are you going to get out of first day Monday at school? And he goes, <laughs> I don't know, but I want to get something. I said, there you yeah. go. But it took a bit to get to that I point. Like that. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. What And so I, I, I credit the students sometimes. So uh, obviously you're... Um, as a business owner, you have folks coming in. They're they're looking for opportunity. They're looking mm-hmm. for work. Maybe they yeah. need cash. Maybe they just, you know, those sorts of things. So, is are there particular characteristics that you are looking for in some of these of these new hires? Oh uh, man, the main thing, you know, we hire people with no experience all the time. I mean, a lot of a lot of it's a lot of people's first job, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as much that that we're looking for. We're looking for somebody that really just wants to be a part of this magic thing we've got going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I want somebody that wants to come in and fully enjoy this, that's this, this, this not just looking for a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to be ready, and I they, we've got this process. Um, my uh, assistant restaurant leader, Cindy Brown, she's she does an awesome job, fantastic. Like, I wouldn't want to do this this journey with, with, with anybody else. She will, because she, she writes a schedule, right? And she does all these different things. And she has so many different jobs to do. And in that first interview, she'll make sure that this is kind of who we want, what we're looking for. The schedule works out, all that kind of stuff. And then on the second interview, I'm basically selling them on the company. I'm letting them know exactly what we are, exactly what we're going to do every day. You know, and we're both have our strengths. Yeah. And um, kind of play off of that. Like, she handles those kinds of things. And then I get in there with all, all, of, all of that, you know, getting them motivated and finding out what they really want to do it for and why they really want to do it. And honestly, we've probably figured out we wanted that person when she talks to them. I'm just, just kind of there to really just let them know what we're about, man. And hey, look, and at the end of it, be like, does that sound like something you want to be a part of? You're the closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, that's not the way everybody does it. That's the way we do it because it's the way it works. It's and, your system. And I get, man, because th- that last interview will take forever because I'll get to talking, I'll get motivated, I'll get expired. <laughs> and it's like I'm telling the story for the first time to them. Yeah. And then they get up, and then I'm excited about yes. it. You know what I mean? So uh, They can definitely tell you believe it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, just all the people on our on our team, uh, everybody has a unique skill set that they, uh, they bring, and uh, I love it. You know, and we'll, we'll turn it over. It's almost like a college football program in the fact that, you know, these kids graduate. Um, it's not just kids that work for us at all. I mean, we've got, we've got adults, too. I've got a gentleman that uh, he just turned 63. He's actually followed me from a couple of restaurants, and he's still, he's still working with me Come on. Uh, today. Um, one of the hardest working men I know. One of those dependable guys I know. But uh, these, these, these younger kids that we get, that they know they'll graduate, and they're going off to college somewhere, and we got to start over, and we got to have that faith that yes. we're going to be able to impart that same thing into the next group of kids that are coming in, man. Just like Nick Saban, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not an Alabama fan at all. I'm an LSU guy, but uh, the dude brings, you know, it's like he just mm-hmm. knows, yeah, I'm just going to get some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem worried in any of the press conferences or anything like that, you know? Well, it sounds like what you're looking for is character, not experience. Yeah. 
So yeah, if, you, yeah. if you can find the character, you can develop the experience into what you need it yeah, to be. Absolutely. What you want it to and be. And you hear those high end coaches talk like that. Yeah. You know, the Alabamas, the ones that are yeah. always contending for that championship or getting really close. Yeah. Uh, they're looking for character kids. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of kids that are fast and can do those things. Yeah. They're looking for that spirit. And that, yeah. they'll tell you that, you know, and right. uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And and they I think they it like sounds like you as well. They find they have fine tuned the interview process. Yeah, the recruiting like they right. they don't have to uh, they don't have to to uh, to to work that too hard. They already right. kind of see it when they know it. Yeah, you know, so and when I see a kid that's excited, um, an adult, any anybody that's excited about it when we're talking about it, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what I'm into. So yeah, yes, character over experience. So, are you guys hiring right now? Do you need we anyone? are always we always stay staffs, but we're always looking for good people. Okay. We welcome people to apply at any time. We're always looking for good people. If you're ready to do, if you're ready to be a part of this magic, if you're ready to really be a part of the culture we got, we're we're gonna find a way to we're gonna find a way to make it happen. And so if I if I was out there watching this, yeah, in our audience, and mm-hmm. I said, oh man, I want to go work with this guy, yeah. Uh, he's exciting. It sounds like something I would really be into and a fun place to get my start. Get yeah. my start in a in a career with this, or even just a job. Right. But if they want to plug in with you, how do they do it? Uh, go to raisingcanes.com and then go to the. It's either jobs or careers tab. It'll walk you through it. And we got three locations in the area. We've got Nederland. We've got College Street. We got mine on Dallin. Um, and they're all just great places to go and to work. And I feel like. Like you said, are you hiring, right? People usually just hire up to a certain level and then stop. I honestly have found that if we continue to, like, hey, man, we're still interviewing, we're still talking, I've got my goal of people, but this guy, I really like him, this girl, I really like him, this, you know, this 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 person has got to be on the team, we go ahead and we do it, and we find that the need in the business shows up for the hours for them to get. You know, you just keep hiring and training great people, and your business keeps growing. Our business keeps growing every day. It's always sustained growth, and I think it's because of that. I think it's because we are still training people, and we are still hiring people, and we are still bringing people that want to be a part of this. And I really think what it is is magic. I really do. Not in the not in like the uh, hocus pocus, but like just some kind of energy out there in the world. That's this thing that just keeps bringing new cut new great customers and and all that kind of stuff to us to find a place for those hours. It's mm-hmm. that. Stepping out and just walking, like Indiana Jones and uh, Last Crusade, mm-hmm. when he's got to go to the, get the the, the the Grail. Yeah, and it looks like it's an open chasm, and he just yeah. has to wa- have a walk of faith. Yes, and then all of yes. a sudden he steps, and there's a solid ground. Yes, like that. That's what I picture all the time. So that's good. I, I'm glad to hear the way you put that, mm-hmm. and it sounds like Kane's. Uh, specifically, has a culture of this. Would yeah. you agree? And yeah, this absolutely. Is, this is. Uh, Company-wide. Yes. So if you are in a town where yeah, there is a cane yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. and you want to be involved in this culture, yeah. please don't hesitate to go to the website and apply for yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, absolutely. So what advice, uh, if you could go back in time, now we're getting close mm-hmm. to the interview, close to the end of the interview. Okay. And I ask this question, or we ask this question of every victim, I mean guest, (laughs) that we bring on the show. Yeah. And if you could go back in time and speak to your younger self back when you were sacking groceries or maybe even a little before that. Yeah. And you could whisper in your own ear and give yourself a message, some profound nugget Mm. of wisdom. What would you tell your younger self? 
I thought about this a lot, man. And um, I wouldn't tell myself anything specific. Hey, watch out for this or watch out for that. Because I think all of that stuff, even the most terrible things that ever happened to me, were necessary to be Ryan. Mm-hmm. I would tell him to have faith. That's be like, hey, dude, I'm you in the future. I'm happy. I love everything. Have faith. Every time you're wanting to quit, don't do it. Have faith that it's going to work out. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Wouldn't tell him anything in particular because I, then I'd change the course, right? The amazing thing is that message, that theme, yeah. is common among successful people. Yeah. People who learn to think successfully mm-hmm. think that same way. I think right? so. So I commend you on that. Yep. Good yeah. job. Yeah. You found it. Yeah. 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 And you spread it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the best part, man. Right. That's the best part. Like, right. sure, you want to find it for yourself. Sure, that's exciting, and right. I guess in, in a selfish way, but... If you get everybody that, I feel like if everybody found this, if everybody could have this, think about how different the world would be. Right. You know, where there's so many conflicts we all get into. Right. Being internally, you know, just like thinking about just yourself. Right. And externally motivated by the things that are happening or going on and trying to retaliate. Whereas if you just found that joy in your life and that faith and you were just spreading it to other people, mm-hmm. you know? That's right. That happiness, you know, you don't, don't, don't hate your competitors don't hate anybody man just don't worry about it just be like be cool and just don't hate everybody in this world don't even hate the situation you're in no matter what that situation yeah, is right if, yeah. if, if there's anything else that anyone else gets from this or right. from these interviews mm-hmm. it's to live in the moment you are in oh, yeah. and love the life you have yes that's yeah. where true success lies right, right. it's right. where you are now right, right. I guess the only other component uh, that's perfect is uh, successful people share. I heard that one time. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. They're always in giving mode. You just want to. Yes. Yeah, you yes. just so, it's like there's too much in the vessel of yourself that you yeah. want to, uh, yeah. you want to give to somebody else. There you go. Sometimes you do a better job than other days, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, hey, try and be better the next day, man. There you go. Right. I, I think someone said that's what we call winners. People who are better tomorrow than they were yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I never thought of myself that way. Um, But, yeah, I think that's that's, that's what it's all about, you know. I guess I was just living in the moment and not really thinking about it. But, yeah, yeah, I feel like, for me personally, what I feel like I've won, you know. I feel like I'm winning every day because of the way I choose to view it. Um, I could have more of this or less of that or whatever, but... It's how you view your own success. Yeah. And I say it's happiness. I say it's happiness. And I think if you get to go support your family doing something you love, and you get to be with those people that you love, and you get to impart the different things, and you get to just share and just enjoy whatever's happening, mm. um, even when something kind of didn't go the way you wanted to, and you can even kind of laugh it off and be like, well, man, let's do this thing, you know, and you get out of this situation, <laughs> you'll be so much better off and so much happier than yeah. you could ever thought possible. Ever. Perfect. Well, I'll tell you this. It's been a privilege to have you with us today. The last question that I have for you. Okay. Uh, we asked you what you'd tell yourself. Yeah. So if you could give advice to someone else today, today, who aspires to become an entrepreneurial person, yeah. who wants to be a business person for themselves mm-hmm. and create like you've created, Yeah. what advice might you give them at the beginning of that road? I'd say think about what you really want to do and why you want to do it. Like... Okay, what is it I want, and why do I want it? And if you want it for the wrong reason, then that's probably not your thing. Uh, there's things that you thought of. I thought of, you know, I wanted to build custom cars, right? I thought that before. 
and I still like to do it for myself on the side, but I don't think I'd want to do it as a business because I wouldn't get to reach and relate to as many people, right? It'd just be, even if it was a big shop, even if it was like a lot of my favorite guys on TV do, um, they'll have like several guys working for them and they'll meet some customers and they'll go to some events and things like that, but it's not as many people as I get to touch in the restaurant business, right? So when I was thinking about it selfishly, like I like to put my ideas on these cars, um, that probably wasn't the right, the best thing for me. It was, it was getting to, to, to relate to the people, right? You have to figure out, and sometimes it takes many years to figure out exactly what you want to do. So I think figure out what that thing is, figure out why you actually want to do it and make sure it's something that like fulfills you and then, um, learn from your failures and have faith. Well, what it sounds like you're saying, and, and please correct me if I got this wrong, Yeah. but what it sounds like you're saying is for you personally, the cars thing was a get. That was something yeah. you wanted for you. Right. But you had to figure out what right. about you you could give. Yeah. And the giving was, yep. you found that in the restaurant business. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, man, I never thought about, and then you just said that. I guess I never thought about it. So the cars thing, you, it was for you. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you were never satisfied in uh -uh. it as a business because you couldn't uh -uh. give. Yeah. You were wanting to get. Yep. And, that's that's pretty fascinating. And, and you know, and, like I, the kind of stuff I'm into, I like to find something that is like, not something you would think you wanted at first. Like, I get these, these cars. You know, you see, this, this is not Chip Fuchs. I'm not getting a nice guy. I get, like, these, these beat-up things, and then I put my own spin on them. And uh, it, it really, you know, I'm not putting a lot of money in it. I'm not even putting a lot of time. Over time, I am. Yeah. But it's an artistic thing. And I guess that's why I like to get them where they're not, like, pristine vehicles, because I don't feel bad doing my own thing to them. Mm. And uh, doing my own, and it's like it's like art. Um, to me and everybody else may not like it because when you do something that's just you the majority may not like it you're going to need to find a really niche market so yeah I, I think the cars is 100% just for me because I don't really take anybody's input on it yeah man. I get exactly I love what that I want though. like it's, it's not the I would have got this model yeah well that's what I like it's yeah. your expression there's nothing yeah. wrong with that mm -mm. yeah yeah so I mean yeah I think you're 100% right I think that's just an outlet for me to be creative and it's something for me to do for me, and that doesn't need to be what my life is about or what my career is about. That's like a that's just an outlet. That's healthy, man. I yeah. love here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It, it has been a great honor and privilege to have oh, you man, on with I us today. It. Yeah. Uh, I believe you've you've offered some great blessings to our audience. Yeah. I know I've been thoroughly blessed, and I I've learned a lot that. from you. Yeah. Uh, Same. And. Well, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for us today. I want to thank you all, all for joining us again. It's been Pursuit of Purpose. And I'm Chuck. We have Richard. And I'm Robbie. And I want to thank all of you for allowing us to become a part of the pursuit of your purpose.